0: Grace in Full, the podcast. Hello, welcome to another episode of Grace in Full. My name is Nick, and we have a great guest. Uh, his name is Patrick Lewis. He's the host of a podcast called A Guy and His Bible. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about his story and his testimony going from depression and suicide attempts to finding salvation in Christ. And we're not going to go into his full length story. If you want to check that out, I encourage you to find his podcast. It's called A Guy and His Bible. And there's an episode called My Story. It's a really amazing testimony of God pursuing him and transforming him and helping him overcome this depression. So Patrick, he describes it in his episode, My Story, as from the time he can remember, he's always dealt with a darkness over his mind, and it progressed and progressed and progressed to when he got into adulthood, he was... um, trying to find whatever would make him happy, um, in certain things. And a few times he would, he had tried to, um, commit suicide on the second attempt, God showed up for just a few seconds and the darkness, uh, was unveiled, so to speak. And so he talks about this a little bit today. So, Thank you, Patrick, for taking some time to sit down and talk with me. I want to first go over, we're going to be talking about identity. I want to talk about, or I wanted to ask you, in now versus then, in your episode, My Story, you talk about having a darkness over you from the time you can remember. Do you now, as a believer and having a new hope in Christ, do you now ever find yourself um, dealing with the old identity, so to speak, or dealing is there is there any remnants, I guess of um, of that depression, of that darkness ever creeping back in?
1: Yeah, I got saved after I started taking the or right at the same time I started taking the medication, basically. Okay. I got saved the second day I was in jail, and then I saw the psychiatrist that same week. The medication takes about 30 days to really start work, working gotcha. w- with, the, with the medication I was on. So it's a difficult question to answer because I think it was a combination of both.
0: Sure, um, well, it was, yeah. It, was, it,
1: it wasn't an instant, Paul getting knocked off the horse type, <laughs> type boom and I'm good, yeah. um, but, I, but I think they work in conjunction with each other. Are there remnants still there? Yeah, I still have bad days. Mm -hmm. Um, And not like bad days, like other people have bad days. I mean, there is still times that I withdraw from from people. And I know that sounds weird doing, you know, having a podcast and doing what I do as well. But there are times when that happens. But I, I think when those times happen, instead of like before where I would just turn to nothing, to be honest with you. I would just sit in my room and turn to nothing. When those times happen, I instantly grab my Bible. And I think that's the difference between what it was before I got saved and now that I am saved, I know that's where I turn when it starts happening again.
0: Gotcha. So I listened to the the My Story, the episode called My Story, Mm -hmm. and you go through your whole the whole story of from childhood really um, talking about this, you describe it as a darkness that's that was over you. And something that stood out to me when you were talking about – was you you mentioned a few times that you didn't have like a, a certain moment in your timeline that says oh this is what it stems from or this is something it was just kind of something you always had just a darkness over you for some reason kind of a something you couldn't really explain I guess uh, in in other other than it's just there is that yeah, kind of I fair mean, to s- how do you how you put it
1: yeah I mean it's it, it as far back as I can remember and, and that's that's the other part to this is because I got a feeling it happened even farther back than what sure. I can remember yeah but as far back as I can remember that's the best way to put it. it's just there it, it's like, like having 10 fingers and ten toes you know it, it's yeah. just there with you and you just had I just had to and I don't want to say deal with it because I wasn't dealing with it but it was just there
0: it was so. something that you had it wasn't right. yeah and and you mm-hmm. and it, it almost maybe there was something that may have happened you don't have a recollection of but it's not something that really sticks out as far as man i can i know back from uh, an example of t- you know popular psychology is your, the way your parents were or something trauma in your life and things like that it's yeah, not something I was, that was sticks out
1: yeah. no it wasn't anything like that i mean i was adopted at a very young age um mm-hmm. before i even remember you know being adopted yeah and i so i can't pinpoint to that and say oh it's because i was adopted this is what happens it just it's it, it was a chemical imbalance inside my brain
0: yeah
1: and, and that's what it was it, and it just like having bad eyes or having bad that's what it was and that's why i really stress when you're around somebody that you see slipping into that or if you are sleeping into it yourself and you can't quite put on what it is what's going on go see somebody that can help you don't just sit there and say oh i'll be fine um and i and i talk about this on on the the episode as well um one of the things that now that i'm saved drives me absolutely batty (laughs) i'll put it that way is the idea of well you got to pray more all you got to do is have more yes. faith that will go away yeah i oh it drives me nuts because exactly. I know i grew up in a church yep I, my dad is a pastor yeah um I, my mom when she was still alive was a very devout woman of god i know everyone in the church was praying for me pray, trying to figure out what was going on my best friends saved I, I was i've been around church people all my life so if you're telling me that They're not praying hard enough, and for 20-plus years, they've been praying. No, that's not right. And what I equate it to is, if you have a kid, and that child is out on the sports field and breaks their arm, Mm -hmm. are you just going to stand there over top of them and say, okay, we're going to pray, and your arm's going to get better as we pray? Or are you going to take them somewhere to get their arm better?
0: Exactly. Exactly. It's not always a spiritual answer. It's not always... And it's good or bad. I mean, there's it's 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 not bad that uh, medicine helped you. I mean, that's not mm-hmm. it, it, it's not a uh, faith issue. Definitely not a faith. You don't have enough faith, or the people praying for you didn't have enough faith when they prayed for healing, because it doesn't always work that way. Um, I, I really am a... Uh, I am I struggle with that sometimes, just on a off topic of healing, mm-hmm. but it kind of relates. Is that I guess I would be a skeptic because or not to some people I should say um but I I really uh believe that prayers for healing are answered just like any other prayer God does not answer every prayer according if it doesn't fit with what he purposes so if you're praying for like you said your the, the child's arm to be healed automatically well God doesn't always work that way I mean, right. you can. Mm-hmm. Um, so, when it comes to depression, like with my personal experience uh, and a lot of, I think everyone, um, I, I've dealt with. Uh, I call it. I, I would go to identity problems, or um, maybe it's a uh, self pity so to speak when you know i think everyone goes through that kind of phases every once in a while you just feel like a loser and mm-hmm. um and i i always attribute that to you know obviously um people's words if someone says something you don't have affirmation things like that and at times it's it's it can feel more realistic to me and i can feel kind of depressed for you know a day or I'm just in the, the dumps I guess is what people call it and it's something that really everyone has but I know for myself I've never experienced a true depression that is like that when I was listening to you talk about how it was for you um, even in your t- talk about the when you would go to the beach and you just kind of left and and so um my mind automatically started going, what, what is that like? And then I started thinking of some people do have depression, but it's, um, seasonal, uh, you know, younger people or, or whatever. Um, and like, that was what I wanted to go to. Maybe we could talk about a difference in what you experienced since you have personal knowledge of it, you know, mm-hmm. versus someone who's experienced a depression that is more a hate life attitude and maybe, maybe even the the other side of it, of, you know, bullying, you know, kids. I know that there's a sure. lot, there's a big rate of suicide from people being bullied. And I don't think that that's quite the same uh, suicidal tendency or suicidal thoughts that you, you know, you talked about in your episode. So maybe we can talk about like kind of that difference, I guess, when yeah, it comes th- to the I, mind.
1: I think the, I think the, the best way to describe that difference is um, what, you're, what you're speaking of and what you're talking about is what I would call situational depression. Or circumstantial depression, where there's circumstances going on in your life. And everyone has that. And I think even to this day, even I still get that sometimes if you something happens, you don't get the job or, you know, if if you're going through high school in particular is when you Mm. really see this or college of of you're getting out of college. And you you spend six months trying to find a job in the field that you've just worked so hard to get a degree in and can't get it. That that would be circumstantial or, or, or situational depression where you have a your life is something that you can't control yeah you you're doing everything you can to move forward but it, you're just running in the brick walls every every single place you go um the bullying issue is, is is the same thing it's a horrible horrible problem that goes on in this country and and, and there is no question about it that churches need to do more for that issue. That, yeah. that, that's one of the things I firmly believe. But once again, those are all situations that can be controlled. Now now you might not be able to see, oh I don't have any control over this. Mm-hmm. There are options for you. Um, for people who went through kind of like what I went through, it's not a control situation. Yeah, It's not a situation where oh I did bad on this test and I'm going to get punished type yeah. situation. It's a situation where it's just like i said it's just there it's it's like having a heart having fingers having toes it's just there it's not
0: a attitude you can think away or be positive mm -mm. about it just yeah
1: and, I, and, and like I talk about in the episode, I, I, you, you fake it. I mean, there mm-hmm. are some people who fake it, yeah, which is what I did. I, I fall into that category, a category, and then there are some people who just completely and totally isolate themselves from the entire world. Mm-hmm. They don't even bother trying to fake it. And we all have those people or have come into contact with those people in our lives. And... It's very difficult. Uh, like, I thought, and I mentioned this in the episode, I thought I did a good job of faking it. And yeah. then come to find out that all the people that were close to me um, were going, well, no, you didn't. We just didn't know what to do. Yeah, and, and I talk about that of when you see somebody in this situation, what you do is, and, and um, I don't know if I talked about it on my episode or another show I did an interview for, mm-hmm. I have the suicide prevention hotline on my phone, on on a dial, or like on, yeah. on the phone. Yeah. And if I'm in a situation where I think somebody is in that situation, I won't tell them who I'm calling. I'll right. just call the number, yeah. and I'll go, hey, I got somebody I want to talk to. Hey, this person on the phone wants to talk to you real quick, and you hand them the phone. Wow, yeah. That, because those are the people that are trained to deal with it. I'm right. not trained to deal with it. Right. Those are, that's that's how I handle it if I'm around somebody that I see doing that. Because mm-hmm. then at least, hey, I care enough about you to I want you to get help. Now, whether you take the help or not, I can't determine that. But I think those are the type of things that we need to do. Because I can tell you right now, in my darkest time, somebody's sitting down with me and saying, well, look, you have depression. I want you to go to a psychiatrist. Okay, I'll go blow 100 bucks for you. I'll sit in a room and not talk. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people will do. yeah in case it took me getting to the point where I was absolutely at my complete and total end before I said I need help.
0: Right. I think it happens that way for for more than uh more than we realize is that they get to the end before they realize I'm I'm going to finally ask for help and for some, they they do have uh, people pushing them, like you were saying. You know, people who've gone through it and they know what to do. They're gonna go help them. They don't get all the way to rock bottom before they finally say, "Okay, I'll take help." But but yeah, really, what I see a lot is that it's either they either uh, get all the way to rock bottom, have some kind of eye opening thing of finally, or or it's I guess it would rather be, I got nothing else to do. There there's right. nothing else. And I guess I'll, this is the last resort. I guess I'll try getting some kind of help you know,
1: in my help it didn't come from, um, the, uh, psychiatrist at first. My, I turned to God first. I want people to understand that that was yeah. the order that it occurred in, um, after the second attempt or almost attempt. Cause if it was an actual attempt, I wouldn't be sitting here right now the way I was going to do it the second time. Um, I was put on suicide watch in jail and that's when I turned my life over to God, Right was, was, was when there. Then it was, Then I went and saw the psychiatrist. So there has, to me, there always has to be a God component to it, a getting in that relationship component yep. to it. Uh, the reason I think I'm still sitting here and the reason that God didn't let me go through or save me in the first attempt in my 20s and then the second time was he knew he was you taught you read in the bible he talks about refining you refining gold and things like that oh yeah that's what he was doing that's what he was doing and i can take those skills of all that time that i did because i gained skills during that time i can use those now right well i I could never ever do what i do now without going through that yeah that's not i'm not just talking about the podcast i You know, preach at my home church at least two or three times a year. I fill in at other churches. Mm -hmm. I would never be able to do that if I did not have the public speaking skills that 25 years of being a wedding DJ. Right. Yeah. So you have to. That's how I look at it.
0: Oh yeah. I, I look at, I think God's plan for everyone works out in, in ways like that. You, you mm-hmm. don't know what it's going to be. You don't know why you're going through this. And then five, 10 years, 20 years later, you go, "Whoa!" I mean that, that was terrible, but uh, look what it got me, you know, And or even looking back and seeing God's work in it, you know, when you didn't think Absolutely. he was with you, you know, mm-hmm. um, do you have any like, uh, experience now, in helping people do you i mean i I mean i'm sure you you if you come across it but like do you have any you know like testimony type stories of helping people through something similar that you went through
1: well my quote-unquote job my day job how i how i fund the podcast is how i put it but it's yeah my 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 day job is i am the supervisor of the the local rescue mission in my town okay so I, every single day, yeah. I come into contact with people. Now, it's not always depression. Right, um, that that's a component to it, um, but are it's more. There's no hope. Yeah, and and not having hope manifest itself doesn't necessarily manifest itself in depression. It's. Alcohol, it's drugs, yep. it's you know uh, other addictions, pornography addictions, all those things. So I deal on I'm on the front lines of dealing with those situations on a daily basis. Right, I I, I kind of put depression in with the rest of those because that's what it all boils down to. Yeah. It's that hope it's that hope factor and in our in our motto actually is hope lives here that's what the motto of the mission why I work at is because as soon as they walk through the doors that's what we start instilling in them right is that there is hope, there's there's hope. hope through Jesus yep. and we are we' are, we're a completely Christian based organization so we're able to give the gospel to them and things like that mm-hmm. so that's where my experience comes from at, since then and, and what's the thing is is that once again, this is how God works. When I got out of jail, because of the, the situation, um, if you want to know why I was in jail, listen to the show, because I'm not thinking of that now.
0: <laughs> yeah, but, when, we don't when have I to go jail, that way.
1: <laughs> yeah, when I when I got out of jail, um, this is where I came. I came to the mission. I didn't have any place else to oh, go. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so I started as a guest resident client here at the mission, mm-hmm. and then got hired on onto staff. After being here for three years So yeah. th- 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 this is what I mean by There is hope that God has a plan God had a plan for Taking me off that balcony For putting me in jail For bringing me here to the mission For, yep. for, for every step of the way And those people who are battling depression Or any of the other addictions Because I, like I said I kind of put them on the same category Because they all right. boil down to no hope Exactly they boil Down to yeah. Those people who are battling that they have to understand that God has a plan for what you're going through and you have to turning to him is the first step in getting that hope back into your life.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think that you're right that it boils down to that's what I was thinking earlier was you just feel like there's no hope. You feel like everything's mm-hmm. lost. Um, so a person who's going through that and, and, and I, I kind of, like you said, I'm putting it under depression, but it can be anybody really who's experiencing a loss of hope for someone who's saved or not. And for, for you, who's gone through it and you, what, what is, what is identity? Where, where do you find identity when you have no hope or something that is any kind of happiness or joy in that, when you can't seem to find any other hope or any kind of happiness?
1: Well, I mean, like I talk about in the episode, and you already mentioned it once the beach thing, um, that yeah. was the only place that I had even a, in a semblance of happiness. Yeah. I mean, it was, it, that was it. The cloud was still there, the darkness was still there, yeah. but it was the only place I thought, okay, this is uh So I think that's the first thing you have to do is if you're in that hole, if you're in that darkness. Attach yourself to something That doesn't And this is going to sound weird It doesn't have to be godly Right and by that I mean it doesn't have to be the Bible or something like that. Now don't it, attach yourself to something demonic.
0: Sure, <laughs> hopefully not. Hopefully not. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> but, but find something. I mean, I don't care what it is. Listening to music—that's one mm-hmm. of the big things. And yeah. there are bands um, that I've had conversations with and I've been able to talk to that there were certain bands that got even once I got saved. And, and was still fighting through this that helped me through it yeah so so find those things find those little things in life that just help you do the stepping stone of okay maybe it's a book maybe it's a, a friend maybe it's a food something yeah. like that that keep you going and then just build on those things
0: mm-hmm. and maybe that's that's like we we're talking with addiction maybe when you do attach yourself to something like alcohol or drugs, maybe, you know, because I think, uh, it starts with something small like depression. It starts with, uh, some kind of, I, I mean, I don't want to make it talk small of it, but you know, just talking of it, a blunt, um, what's the word I'm looking for. I can't think of the word right now, but it's, you know, it's, it's in the mind. That's what I'm thinking of. It's not, it's Mm -hmm. not tangible. Starts untangible in your mind and it can manifest itself. If you, if you do find happiness in alcohol, then that leads to alcoholism. Now you have something real, something that's a problem or or even drugs is something that's a problem. So that's a good is find yourself, find happiness in anything, but not something bad, not something unhealthy, not something, uh, like you were saying, demonic, but it doesn't have to be the Bible. It doesn't have to be right. worship music. It doesn't have to be church. It, um, and, and I think that's, that's good for uh, a lot of people, but cause I can think that ba- I, I do that when I'm in a, in a funk, um, you know, I'll go to my favorite kind of music or my favorite, you know, whatever. Sometimes I go drive to just drive for an hour, you know, mm-hmm. and that's my happy place kind of thing. But
1: uh, a, a buddy of mine who who's a, who's an addiction counselor. He's an counselor for CR. His mm-hmm. is getting on his motorcycle. He'll just get on. The, I, I live in yeah. a, in West Virginia, so we have back roads and stuff like that. And he he just he he get, he said his motorcycle is the best therapist he ever had. Yeah, because he just gets on it and goes and find that one thing. Now my issue is when before I got saved back in my early twenty to early twenties to my thirties was. I said, okay, I've found the thing I'm going to attach my quote unquote hope to, and it was porn. So now mm-hmm. you've piled on top of something. Right. And you're dealing with the depression, and then you, you then I went down that rabbit hole yeah. on top of it as well. So. Yeah,
0: and that's you know another addiction that you know, like you said, now mm-hmm. you have something tangible, and you have to deal with that, and all you just keep stacking up against you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so you mentioned in your episode my story um that the uh, the second attempt was the first time that the darkness seemed to lift what was it just a a notice in your head or not in your head but uh, a notice to you that oh it's lifted or was there something a thought or or, or was i mean what cuz you grew up uh, in church you knew mm-hmm. about God it wasn't a Paul moment where you don't know who God it. it was right. but but what what was that or what was it like
1: uh, it was God I mean th- th- yeah. that's exactly what it was I can tell you that right now um, mm-hmm. it, I mean took for a, a little bit I, uh, as I was standing on the ledge okay yeah. and, and uh, I people think I'm exaggerating when I say this no I was seconds from jumping off yeah. It wasn't, I was just standing there looking down. I, and what it was, and, and I talk about this, is suicide, or I mean, I'm, depression is a very selfish disease.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That That's the, the, the uh, adjective I apply to it a lot because you could care less about what anybody else thinks yeah. around you. Yep. And that, and when the cloud lifted just for a second, it wasn't a long period of time. But when it was lifted for just a second, it was the first time that I started seeing what my actions would do to other people.
0: Okay, that's yeah. what got
1: me off the ledge. And so that was, okay, my,
0: it mm. was like for a second you just kind of came online for a little bit and you saw clearly. Wow,
1: exactly.
0: That's exactly. amazing. That is mm-hmm. really amazing.
1: And like I said, but but I hadn't been saved yet. See, and I, and yeah. I make that point in the testimony is mm-hmm. I, I still wasn't saved. It, 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 God got me off that ledge, but I still wasn't saved. Right? He because I still I could have got right back on it mm-hmm. ten minutes later. Yeah. I mean, I, but so so, but that that's what it was. Was okay, man. My parents are going to go through this. My mom's already sick. My brother, even though I don't talk to him, is going to go through this. My best friend's going to have to do it. Uh, it was the, and it was only for a couple seconds, mm-hmm. but that's what got me off the ledge. Yeah. Was seeing Wow, that.
0: that's amazing. Because that, like, I mean, I agree. I, obviously, that is God. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's um, clearly He was uh, chasing after you. You know, trying to get you, and and it mm-hmm. was uh, just a split second of this will be just enough to get Him to not do it. You know, because exactly. he knows you, he created you and he's just pursuing us. And I, and I, that's what I love. That image of God is him pursuing us is, and that, that kind of aspect rather than he's just someone waiting for us to find him. Now, he's always after us, you know, we're just missing right. it. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Grace in Full and talking with Patrick Lewis. This is part one. Part two is also available. And I hope that you will go and find our website or find us on any streaming app that shares podcasts. Also find me on Facebook, Grace in Full Podcast. We're also on YouTube, and twitter and instagram so follow me on in, on uh, social media so we can get connected i'd love to hear from you and um any comments or feedback that you have and and we're open to questions that you might have that we can discuss on a podcast or that we can follow up with guests that we've had so here on grace and fool we're going to be doing some interviews with people talking about identity and how it relates with grace and we've got some great guests lined up for you so subscribe and follow the podcast so that you can be alerted of more episodes and find these um, guest interviews on topics that are very relatable to people who are going through problems and if you're going through depression or if you're going through some kind of addiction I hope that this interview is helpful to you. Be sure to check out part two as we discuss more with Patrick um, about his story and he goes over some of the first steps that you can take to start overcoming your depression, your addiction, anything uh, that you're struggling with. The first thing always, as we talked about, is getting into the word and finding Jesus. I think that's um, for him was the first thing that really uh, helped him to begin to take the steps in the right directions was finding hope in Christ. Be sure to also check out his podcast, A Guy and His Bible. You can find that at aguyandhisbible.com. And you can find his podcast on all your favorite podcasts streaming apps that have podcasts. Again, thank you. My name is Nick and be sure to listen to part two of this conversation and we'll see you next time.